I say he's so sweet, cook I wanna lick the rapper. So I let her lick the rapper. She lick me like a lollipop. Okay, my MacBook is giving me the spinning wheel of death right now. And anybody who has an Apple product or a MacBook knows exactly what the hell I'm talking about. And when you're going through it, there's nothing you can do but cry on the inside and pray that it ends and pray that God will grant you the chance to do whatever you were doing. And that's exactly what he did for me. What is up, Lick the Rapper Podcast? It is your humble and faithful host, Imani Blair. And I love you guys. Let's just get fucking to it. What is up right now, everybody looking at me live on the Live It app? If you haven't yet, y'all download the Live It app and come in here and check me out sometimes. I'm on here live every day, two hours a day to chat with my folks. And we have a really good time. We have fun. I sing, I rap, we play games. And they're watching me do the podcast right now live. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for being here. Shout out to my OnlyFans supporters. That is you guys. Hello. Right now, y'all, I am recording audio on GarageBand. I am streaming live from my phone. And then I have another video going for my OnlyFans content. So I am doing a full production right now. <laughs> Lick the Rapper is one years old. This is major. It's time to step shit up. It's time to step it up. We, you can't do shit the same that you always did it, you know? This is a year since I started this podcast. One whole year. Can y'all believe it? And I have over 60 episodes because I've done, obviously, more than one episode a week sometimes. We had the McKenzie episode, which is still my favorite episode of all time. I really got in my creative bag on that. It's called, um, what did I say on the show? What did I call it? I said, white women are at it again. And that was like, it was such a creative episode. Like she really brought the creativity out of me. And so I just want to like keep that same energy, you know, for this podcast, period. Just like fun and upbeat and hype. And that's just what I wanted to do. But I also got a story to tell. But anyways, y'all, it has been one motherfucking year. Thank y'all so much for riding with me, for rolling with me. It has been a blessing. I always say like, when it comes to my music career, I didn't really choose my music career. It was chosen for me. You know, it's like I was a talented kid. So, you know, my mom just put me out there and it worked out and I loved it. But I, I feel like, you know, my mom chose it for me, which I'm grateful she did. I love it. But like this podcast, like I chose this podcast, you know, like I took Carla's course. Carla Ramirez has a course called Idea to Lunch. I took that course. I paid for it myself to learn how to really have a successful podcast. And now I'm charting y'all every single week. Lick the Rapper is charting top 200 on the iTunes charts consistently. Lick the Rapper has peaked at number 20 in the whole country on the iTunes charts. That's just USA. Um, it's peaked number two in Nigeria, number eight in the Bahamas, number nine in New Zealand. I was just looking at these numbers the other day. Like, 
It is absolutely incredible. Richmond, Virginia, of course, is my number one fan base. Richmond, here's the place that I love to be. Richmond, that's who made me. Richmond, I love this place. Can't you see the smiles on my face? Yes, yeah, so I'm happy about that. So Richmond is my number one listenership. But guess who's number two? I'm from New York. Run ding dings are where dreams are made of. It's nothing you can't do. New York is my number two. So shout out to all the New York listeners. Shout out to all my Atlanta listeners. Shout out to all my Texas listeners, Cali listeners, everybody. I love you guys. Um, Everybody. I'm sorry if I didn't name your state, but I just appreciate y'all showing love. Showing love, sharing it with y'all friends. That's how podcasts get big. That's how podcasts get popping. And I feel like I'm not doing video right now, which I'm about to start doing more of. Atlanta, baby. Atlanta, baby. I'm about to start doing more video stuff. But, um, yeah, like, I just love you guys. Thank y'all for listening to the episode and for sharing the episode. Now, let's get into the fucking episode. So if you're listening to my voice right now, that means that my OnlyFans has finally dropped. Yes. In light of the one year for Lick the Rapper Pod, I'm like, I'm just going to be fearless like I was when I started this podcast and take it to the next level. And I'm dropping the motherfucking OnlyFans. So, guys, OnlyFans is going to be hot and sexy. Yes, I got some pictures up there that's going to make you say, ooh, yeah, yeah, baby. And then the podcast, the full-length video for my podcast will be on the OnlyFans as well. Come on, talk about... We'll talk about two birds, one stone, you feel me? Everybody's like, Imani, when are you going to do video? When are you going to do full-length video? Perfect time on my OnlyFans, okay? So we got pictures. We got full-length videos. I'm going to be doing some unreleased music on that bitch. So this is on this episode, I'm going to play y'all the snippet of the song. But on OnlyFans, I'm going to put the whole song on there. And I want y'all to give me y'all's opinions and y'all's advice. Because at the end of the day, y'all are my supporters. And y'all are the only people's opinions that I truly give a fuck about. Because y'all give a fuck about me, and it works both ways. So, yes, y'all, go check out the OnlyFans. The link will be in the description. I would love your support. That's how you can support me as an artist. That's how you can support me as a as a podcaster. That's how you can support the podcast. Ravoa, oh, C-Note, C-Note, I keep forgetting, that's you. C-Note is in the stream right now saying don't do it. But C-Note, here's the thing. Like, I can do what I want, and... A lot of people feel like OnlyFans is only for porn, and that's not true. There's a lot of people making, oh, C-Note wasn't talking about porn, y'all. C-Note said don't put the whole song out there. C-Note, I I might just do a verse and a hook then. C-Note is right about that. But I I will be putting unreleased music on there because I do want to get y'all's opinions. Maybe I'll do it on like a private SoundCloud and then just put the SoundCloud link in there. I could do that as well. But yeah, um, OnlyFans isn't just for porn, dude. Like OnlyFans is people making a lot of money on there. 
it's um personal trainers on there artists on there it's like whatever you want it to be so i just want to push my content to the next level as far as my podcast content and my personal content like uh, the video where we went to go surprise Aaliyah. that video is going to be on my only fan so just bonus content really bonus content from my life some behind the scenes with mooch is going to be on only fans in the studio stuff like that so i would love y'all support it's only ten dollars a month it's only going to be ten dollars a month i will have bonuses on the page like little stuff you can get on the page but yeah ten bucks a month i didn't want to beat anybody over the head so thank y'all so much in advance for y'all support and do me a favor y'all let me know if you um what you want to see on on my OnlyFans. You know, I'm gonna put up on my business page. Thank you, C. No, let me know what y'all want to see because listen, I'm taking you know tips. I am definitely listening to what y'all want to do. Period. Okay, okay. So now that that is out of the way. I have a story to tell you guys. So, when I was 15, 16, I had a boyfriend. Me and him dated like four years through high school. And one day, me and said boyfriend were making out very passionately. Because y'all know in high school, making out is like, fucking raw as, as an adult like that's the comparison you know in high school making out is everything like if you could make out oh you were lit so yeah we were making out and he starts feeling on my chest and he's you know just feeling on my chest or whatever normal high school shit and then he goes imani you have a lump in your breast. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because y'all know we here in um in school, especially at that age, or just at doctor's appointments and things like, you know, check your breast. Like you just, you know, you hear that. Do a self, self breast exam is what they call it. And clearly I wasn't doing it until somebody was feeling on my boobs and he was like, you have a lump. And I'm like, what in the world? And it was thick, too, like really thick. Now, mind y'all, my aunt had passed away from bre um, breast cancer. And it took a big toll on my family, like a really, really big toll. So when, when we discovered that I had a lump in my breast, it was very tough. Because I was only 15, and of course, you know, we scheduled an appointment immediately. And we went, and they felt it, and they decided that they wanted to do a biopsy. Now, a biopsy is when they take, you know, I don't know the medical term or whatever, but they take a piece of, a piece of it, so the lump. They had to stick me with a needle. It stung so badly. I remember my mom was in the um, room with me, like rubbing on my ankle because it was so painful. And they had to stick a needle in my boob and pull out a piece of 
my boob. And pretty much, I remember the doctor telling me like, listen, this is just a biopsy. It could be benign. Benign means it's nothing to worry about. It's no big deal. Or it could be, you know, God forbid, a cancer situation. So mind you, after you get your biopsy, you know, you have to wait. I don't even remember how long it was. At the time, it felt like an eternity. But you have to wait about, I don't know, maybe a week for them to tell you what's going on with you. But what was really crazy about my boobs because is that one was a A cup. Like one was very, very little. And then one was almost like a double C. <laughs> There's no such thing as a double C. The other one was like a C cup, pretty much. But it wasn't a cute C cup. Because C cups can go either way. C cups can be nice and up and perky. Or C cups can be like... It was just badly shaped. Like my nipple was looking down at the ground and it was like cone shaped. Like it wasn't cute. So imagine having one breast that is like the nipple literally looking down at the ground, the nipple dragging the ground, and then having one boob where it's not a boob. You don't have boobs at all. So I had an A cup and a C cup. So I knew something was wrong with my boobs, but I didn't think that it would be like freaking cancer. And it's so crazy because it didn't even really hit me for real that I could be sick until I was laying in the bed. I don't know. It's like when I felt the lump, I'm just like, oh, that's that's strange. But it didn't really hit me when I was laying in that hospital bed. I'm like, oh, my God. That's when it got real. I'm like, wow, you know, like that was a very, very terrifying. And it came back that it was benign, that it wasn't breast cancer. And I have something called fibrocystic breast disease, where I have about 18 cysts in one boob and no cyst in the other boob. That's what made them look so different. So mind you, I have this A cup and then I have this C cup and they just looked insane. But the nurses and the doctors are telling me like, you have a healthy boob. You don't have breast cancer. So you're fine. And I'm in there like, no, my boobs are two different sizes. This is still not acceptable. You know, I am a 15-year-old girl. I don't want an A cup or a C cup, period. I want boobs to be the same size. Is that too much to ask for? So they pretty much were like, well, you know, they deal with breast cancer. So they're like, listen, you have a healthy boob. That is all we care about. That is all, you know, that's our concern. And I'm so thankful that I had the type of parents that I had that encouraged me to be happy and encouraged me to love my body. Because, you know, if my parents like didn't support me doing that, I probably wouldn't have gotten it done. And I would still be dealing with it to this day. Like I have one fake boob. So the way they had to do it. OK, well, all right, we going we moving a little too fast. So, OK, so I found out, OK, I don't have breast cancer amazing awesome we don't have it so now it's like okay so what do we do about these 
two different size boobs. How am I supposed to live in a world with boobs this different? And so my mom did support me in getting my boobs done. And so the first plastic surgeon we went to, bless her heart, it was this little, um, this little woman. She looked Native American. And, you know, I always think that those are the best doctors, Indian doctors, Native American doctors. I'm always like, oh, they know their shit. That's why you should not judge a book by its cover because we don't know who knows what. All of those stereotypes are stupid as hell because we went into her office, y'all. And she's like, okay, so take off your shirt. I took off my shirt, y'all. When she saw my boobs, she gasped. She said, <gasps> she, y'all, gasped as if she had never in her life seen a boob before. And I don't know about y'all, but when I go to a doctor for an issue, I don't want them to be surprised. I want my doctor to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I see this all the time. You know, I want my doctor to be confident. Y'all, she looked at my boobs, and I'm telling her what I want, and she's like, um, I might be able to get them to match. Um, you know, maybe I can... Once again, if I'm at a plastic surgeon, some words I don't want to hear are might, maybe, probably. Like, these are words that I hate. Like, yes or no. <laughs> yes or no. Y'all, she looked devastated when she seen my breasts. She was more shocked than anybody. It was the plastic surgeon lady. So we left her and we laughed and we laughed. And I'm like, that is not going to work for me. All I had was a consultation. So weird. And then I went to another doctor, Dr. Zenzer. I actually, I'll give him a shout out. He did a great job. And he like does a lot of strippers boobs. So he was like showing us pictures of the boobs he's done. And he did a really, really great job. I, I, it was very comfortable. It was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Professional. And the reason I say professional is because when I got my surgery in Miami, that was, I'm not going to say unprofessional, but it just was a lot different than the one that I got here in Virginia. And I'm going to explain to y'all here, explain to y'all how. So in Virginia, it's like my surgery time was early. It was like 6.45 a.m., which that's always where I want to be early in the morning. You don't have to worry about not eating, starving yourself, all of that. You good. So I went at like 6.45. Me and my mom checked in. We go to the waiting room. Waiting room is comfortable. We're there for about 10 minutes. I go. I fill out my paperwork. They put me in the room. They give me my, they give me the pill, the medicine, not the pills, the, you know, the IV. I'm knocked out. Two hours later, my boobs are perfect and I'm headed home. That's literally how it went. I'm not afraid of surgery at all. But when I was in Miami, it was like my surgery was like 2 p.m., which sucks. You know, I mean, the later in the day, the worse, because you have to wait for hours. See, in, in Virginia, these doctors might be doing one girl a day, two girls max, one pair of boobs, one BBL maybe. In Miami, y'all, they doing four, five, six girls a day. It's some real chop shop shit. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. And I think I said it in an episode before about how traumatizing plastic surgery really, really is. 
And it, a lot of girls don't talk about how serious it is, but I've gotten my breast done and I've gotten a BBL and I'm here to tell everybody it is extremely traumatizing and it's something you really need to think about and pray about because it's not easy. And anybody out here acting like it's easy is lying to you. But let's get back to the boob situation. So... The way they had to do it, I have one little, little tiny boob. I had one little tiny boob, and her name was Lil Boosie Badass. So they had to put an implant in that boob. My other boob was humongous, and the nipple literally looked at the ground. And they had to reconstruct that boob. So, like, they had to lift it up. They had to cut the nipple off. Stitch the nipple back on, literally reconstruct my whole boob, lift it up, all of that. So I have one fake boob and one reconstructed boob. Yeah. <laughs> and I got that when I was 20 years old. It was like I got it a couple months before my birthday. Yeah, it was like April. So, yeah, I do. Um, I'm all about like making yourself happy and doing body modifications that are safe, you know, especially if it's going to make you feel confident, because I'm not even going to lie. Everything I've gotten done has made me feel so much more confident, so much more beautiful and all of that stuff. But I don't think you should do it to chase a man. And I'll say this, the man that I'm with right now. He was the same man that was with me before I had any of this. He was with me when my boobs were two different sizes. He was with me when I had no hips. <laughs> when I didn't gain weight, lost weight, surgery, no surgery. He was with me the whole time. And I do feel like a lot of women go and get surgery to go and impress men. So I, that's one thing I'll say. If you want to get it done, please, please, please make sure that you are getting it done for yourself you're not getting it done to make anybody happy happy except yourself because what's going to happen if you're doing this to attract a man yeah he's going to be attracted to you all right but looks is not going to keep a man around looks might get their attention but you know that's not going to keep them so it's going to be really devastating if you go through such a traumatizing surgery and you go through something that serious and then those men still treat you like crap. Because I don't know why people think getting your body done is just going to make men, you know, like I said, it will, yes, you might get some attention, yes. But keeping them and them treating you well is a whole different topic. So that is just some advice I would give to the girls. One thing that's pretty cool, though, about having fibrocystic breast disease is that my cyst actually kind of protect me from breast cancer. I can't really, I don't really understand the way they were explaining it, but they were saying my risk of getting breast cancer is very, very low because I have the cyst. So the cyst, I guess, is a blessing in disguise, you know? And it's also hereditary, which my mom has cysts in her boobs. My grandma has cysts in her boobs. But theirs weren't as unbalanced as mine were. Mine were a next level of unbalanced. Super, super weird. But, yeah. So 
definitely do y'all checkups make sure y'all are checking your boobs you know make sure you are looking for lumps in your chest if you do feel like you have a lump it is very important that you go to the doctor if you do have a lump it's important that you get a biopsy because like thank god nothing happened but what if that really was something what if i did have breast cancer and i didn't go to the doctor so it's nothing to take lightly your health your body is nothing at all to take lightly so there it is the boob story okay so let's move right along guys this is the one year anniversary for lick the rapper podcast and i have had so much fun i have not missed a thursday not one not one and it's not like i'm stressed out or struggling to make it happen. No, I love hosting a show. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can hear it in my voice. I am so serious, y'all. Like, I love hosting a show. Like, I always thought that I would be great at radio. But I feel like I am bomb. And this podcast is just so much fun. And I just get to connect with y'all one-on-one. Especially when I do these, like real one-on-one type of episode so i love you guys so much i don't plan on missing a thursday ever 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 and um yes if you are listening right now and if you love lick the rapper podcast i need you guys to go on the apple podcast app and leave me five star rating and leave me a review right now i'm at 91 ratings guys 91 I would love to get to 100 I would love to get to 100 so what do I need to do to get to 100 ratings do I need to do another giveaway do I need to do a raffle so like if you leave a rating send me a screenshot you know whatever whatever and then I'll do a raffle and then you win a t-shirt is that what we should do because I want 100 ratings it's the Apple podcast app you're going to type in Lick the Rapper Podcast, scroll all the way to the bottom where it says ratings and reviews. Leave me five stars because I'm a five-star chick, okay? Okay. Period, hun. As always, y'all know I have merchandise for sale. And, y'all, I have a new picture coming for a t-shirt or a hoodie and i'm excited it's a new design it's also been almost a month since i dropped my merch so i have a new design coming out that i know y'all are going to be excited about and that's also something that's going to be fun for my only fans members they're going to be able to get merch before anybody else pre-orders they're going to know everything before everybody else they're going to get all of the pre-content all of the behind the scenes content all of the long podcast videos like I'm recording right now, OnlyFans will be getting it. They'll get to see my day-to-day, the cooking show, all of that good stuff. So I am super excited, y'all, to celebrate one year of the podcast by just launching it, to taking it to the next level, and really creating a community to the next level. It's like, yes, we're already creating one, but... This OnlyFans, I feel like, is going to be very dope because I'm really going to bring y'all inside of, like, I do share a whole lot on here, but I do feel like some weeks, you know, y'all, it might be a guest on the show or it might be another artist on the show. So 
on the OnlyFans, it will be more about my personal stories and my personal journey and more intimate stories about just me, you know? So y'all's support is everything. I cannot say it enough. With no further ado, before I go... If you're listening to this episode, make sure you take a screenshot and post it on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or wherever you do your things, wherever you do your things, post it and say, yo, shout out Lick the Rapper one year anniversary. Show me some love for the one year anniversary. I'm super excited. Leave me a rating and review. Don't forget. And y'all, this is a snippet coming up of... Um, a song I just recorded, it's not even mixed or anything, and it's called Omi. And for the one year, you know, anniversary, I'm like, let me get him a snippet of some new music. Because remember Bass said I wasn't an artist anymore? He lied. I'm still an artist, and I'm going to put a snippet of Omi right here. I will see you guys next week. I love, love, love you. Lick the rapper. Maniacs. I wouldn't be nothing without y'all. Y'all, one year. Let's do 500 more years. I am dedicated to this podcast. I It's like, I, I, I say that I'm married to my podcast, and I really feel this way. It's like, if I have a guest, cool. If I don't have a guest, cool. <laughs> you know, it's like... I'm the force. I have set this up so that I'm good either way. And that is a blessing to not have to depend on a soul to be successful. Let's just let that sink in. I think it just hit me just now, just talking about it. Not having to depend on another soul to be successful is a blessing. And I do not take that for granted at all. So thank y'all again for listening to the podcast. And um, I will see y'all next week and enjoy this snippet, y'all. All right, bye. We in the middle of a fight. Going through your phone in the middle of the night. Double dick got me acting up. But you ain't had none, so you cracking up. Give me head like a brainiac. This nigga got me acting like a maniac. This girl was acting stupid with a lame body, bitch. Now we eat the box like his name, Roddy Rich. Oh, I think he know it when it's time to go. This pussy throbbing, it go out control And if you want it, you should let me know Me know Love when you kiss me Fuck me like you miss me Put me on the front line Give it to me one time Love when you control me Whisper while you choke me Love when you hold me Fuck me like you want me On me On me, on me On me, on me Fuck me like you on me, on me On me, on me, on me, on me. Fuck me like you on me